Hello, everyone. Welcome to your therapist playlist. Hey. How's everyone doing? (laughs) (laughs) So, for the listeners, this isn't a special treat for you guys. It's a special treat for us. We are actually recording in person together for the very first time. And Anna's, Anna's a bit shy today. I know. I gotta get used to my new surroundings. Um, I met some kittens. Did those lights also just turn on too? I don't know. Matt has some like... Grow lights. What are those? Those are grow lights. (laughs) Oh, okay. They like make plants grow. They're like different colors. Matt Um, has little lights with different colors to make plants grow. I'm not growing weed. It's just a succulent plant. I have one inside and one outside. And surprisingly enough, the one... Outside is doing a lot better than I thought it would as opposed to the one that's... Well, the one inside isn't doing that bad, but it's just crazy to me that I have to bring this one inside when I thought both of them would be good. Anyway, welcome to your favorite... No, damn it. (laughs) Your therapist playlist. Yes. Welcome to your therapist playlist. We have Matt. We have me, Anna, recording. (laughs) And yeah, we're back with episode six. Yeah, episode six already. Um... I really hope that you guys were able to listen to our last episode, episode five. It was our first interview episode with Nicholas May, um, the local Chicago hip-hop artist, entrepreneur, uh, all-around cool guy. Yes, shout-out to Nicholas again. Appreciate you being on the show last time. It was a great treat. Again, hope we get to do it sometime soon as opposed to later in life. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, moving forward, Matt and I are planning on, we're trying, aiming for, striving, to do at least one artist interview a month. And we are looking for, you know, like new, upcoming, unsigned artists. Um, It doesn't matter. We do not discriminate against genres here. We are not genre elitists. I don't know another way to say that. It's the best way possible because I know me. I think I've mentioned this in the podcast before. I'm not necessarily strictly a hip-hop, rap, R&B guy, but for most of my life since I grew up in Chicago, I was like, other genres? I'm black. This is all I need to listen to, only to realize like my other black friends are like, we're listening to all sorts of different things. And me going like, oh, well, I guess I should probably try to branch out. <laughs> and you learned it was cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, actually, Matt and I were just talking about how we liked some of the same bands in high school, like the All American Rejects and uh, Taking Back Sunday. Stop! No, I'm not gonna sing. <laughs> I can't sing at all, so I'm not gonna try. But um, yeah, Taking Back Sunday is awesome. I don't know if I can anymore at this point. <laughs> I remember when I was younger and feeling like I could really hit good notes, and then as I got older. I would actually try to listen to myself sing without the radio or sound being on, just going like, all right, I can hit some notes. Can I hit all the notes? No. But that's just me just learning my own personal style. So I won't subject the listeners to that because who wants to embarrass themselves on a podcast in the first few episodes? Not me. Yeah, we're we're just starting out, Matt. We can't <laughs> we can't lose the listeners yet. But really, that's why I'm not singing. I can't. <laughs> Speaking of surprises, there's something that we are being benefacted about. Is that even a word? Benefacted? I don't know, but um, <laughs> we yeah we will be having some 
cool things for you guys uh, from our sponsor, TBD Coffee. I think we talked, yeah, no, we talked about it a little bit uh, last episode. But um, TBD Coffee, it's run by my friend Ashley and Zach and Marley. Marley is a dash hound. Um, Excellent dog. Excellent dog. (laughs) (laughs) Um, They founded a uh, coffee company out in, oh, Ashley's from L.A., which actually Matt and I were talking about this before we started recording, too, because I was telling him about my adventures with Ashley in L.A. and how much fun that was. But um, they have different themes for the coffee, so, uh, like, each batch is, is a, every month is a batch of different themed bags. Um, right now, if you guys go on there, you could get a batch of coffee with a naked dash hound on it, so <laughs> it's very sensual. Um but yeah, their coffee is sustainably grown, ethically sourced. Um, it's, it's I don't know, it's great. We will we will be telling you guys more about TBD Coffee as we go. Um, if you follow us on Instagram, Facebook, we'll be sharing some of their advertisement. Definitely check them out on uh, Instagram and Facebook as well. They're going to be releasing um, more content, and and we will be having a giveaway bag for listeners. So, yes, you know. Yeah, we fancy now, huh? <laughs> Y'all didn't even know we was going to have this packing. I didn't even know we was going to have this packing, but Anna really brought it to the table. So thank you, Anna, for our first sponsorship. Yep, yep, yep. First sponsorship. It's cool. It's cool. I will say I'm not really a coffee drinker, but TBD coffee, I'm sure, will ring me alive. And that's what I'm looking forward to. Oh, uh, I love coffee. I just love, I love coffee flavor things. Um... I think it depends on the type of drink that I have. Like, I had something a few weeks ago that included one of my favorite flavors, brownie flavor, and really felt like super, super hype and amped up. But of course, obviously, since I'm in my 30s now, I'm like, oh, I feel this in my chest. Don't like it. <laughs> and then I had an espresso the other day, and I was like, oh, this is great. I'm not jittery anymore. So I need to probably vary my taste when it comes to coffees a bit more. Yeah, you'll expand. That's the cool thing about TBD Coffee is the brew changes each month, so you can try different mm. flavors and things like that. And our uh, listeners will get a chance to, too. Oh, yeah, 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 for sure. It's going to be cool. It's going to be cool. Um, so anyway, Matt, I guess, I don't know, it feels kind of weird to do a full check-in right now since we're together in the same room <laughs> we have to, for the listeners they have oh for the listeners okay okay yeah sorry listeners sorry <laughs> i know you're dying to know how our weeks were um so matt how have you been my week well i guess i should share how things have been over the last two weeks uh the week before last was pretty decent um it was easter weekend so i only got to work three days and advocated for the fourth day off because all my people had canceled because they went home. So I was like, all right, cool. I get to be at home too. Um, I did have to work at the private practice I'm at for a Saturday, but that wasn't too bad. Still enjoying it. Not really having too many difficulties that come up. However, when it comes to being a therapist, it is a lot of work that most people don't really think about or conceptualize that well, because when you're working with somebody who's going through a lot of stuff, you take a little bit of that in in order to work with them. It's called empathy. Yes. I think we all know about it. Hopefully. Um, 
and realize that I have been doing that for most of the school year. I work in higher edge as far as uh, providing counseling services full time, and it has been kicking my A double snakes. I won't say ass because if I say ass, then that means that it's really been kicking my ass. So I'm going to say A double snakes to make yourself feel better (laughs) yeah to make myself feel better and to say i'm more so just feeling the brunt of it but it hasn't been a full-on kick in the ass um this week was no exception this last week um intense cases needing to do things that were for the best for myself and people i work with and at the same time being draining is shit only because i feel like sometimes we are not really valued as much as we could be and if that's the case then so be it i know what i'm worth and i'm going to continue doing the best job i can and not let myself get burnt out because i've been through that before so i ain't going through that again uh that's an excellent statement because we will be talking a little bit about burnt out burn burning out burnt out burnt outness uh we will be talking a little bit about burning out today and that like you know self uh, affirmation, self-esteem, self-confidence, everything you just said, you know, knowing your self-worth is part of our, is going to be part of our topic today. So today we're going to be talking a little bit about self-care. That's why we picked some chill songs for you guys. Um, it's going to be good. Yes. But, How are you, Anna? Doing pretty good. Uh, Easter was good. I got to see my baby niece. She's going to be three um, next weekend. You know, the big three. Yeah. Uh, she'll tell you that, too. Um, <laughs> and then she'll show you, like, the different ways she can, like, hold up three fingers. I um, started to really enjoy that as an adult. <laughs> as an adult. Throwing up numbers in a different way, two. Yeah, yeah you, can, <laughs> yeah. you can be fancy about it. Um, she does do that. Uh, so, yeah, she came to visit, and it was so much fun. I took her to, like, the little park by my house, and I didn't realize, like, how... I don't want to say, like, overprotective. <laughs> Is it overprotective how sensitive I am about her? Well, sensitive. I'm very sensitive about her. Well, so hold on, hold on. Let, let us, let us, let me and the listeners hear this. We can decide. Yeah, me. so, like, when I was would take her to the park, if she saw another kid at the little playground um she'd get so excited and she'd start singing she'd she'd want to run up next to them and you know just she likes to say hi she likes to say like you know introduce herself um she just gets so overjoyed and yeah when she's happy she likes to sing she just makes up her own songs (laughs) um if another kid is swinging then she wants to swing and (laughs) Other kids at the park were a little older. I would say we saw maybe like a five-year-old, and then when we went back, maybe like a six-year-old or something, and they did not want anything to do with her because yeah. she is, you know, three. So <laughs> they just uh, they they just kind of look at her and not, you know, kind of move to another part of the playground instantly, and I felt so sad, like yeah. so sad um, because I don't know, like – we have so much anxiety and shyness and like nervousness and so many people have like social anxiety and you have a little three-year-old who has zero social anxiety is happy just like pure joy and it makes other kids uncomfortable and (laughs) to be fair i feel like it came from the parents because of what we've gone through over the last year 
that was the first thing I thought about. Like, I'm just nervousness. Yeah, like, I can't play with other kids because I might get them sick. And if I get them sick, they may die. So let me just stay away from all of our benefits. Very possible. I didn't really think but, about it because we were outside. And <laughs> Five and six-year-olds aren't that self-aware. That's why I think it probably came from the parents. Like, if you see another kid coming to you, run. <laughs> <laughs> run away, yeah. No, and we actually saw another kid uh, another three-year-old yeah. he was three and a half hey. and he was in his backyard like across from our house and um then she decides to be a little shy and he's not he's he's behind his fence he doesn't care yeah. he comes right over he's saying he's saying hi like four, four maybe six times yeah. um, and she says hi back and she tells him his her name he says his name he has like two little toys like a sonic was sonic and tails yeah. and um he comes up with the toys and he sticks his whole arm with the toy <laughs> through through the uh the holes in his fence and he's waving his toy towards her as yeah. far as his little arm will reach out yeah. so she can see it and telling her what it is like this is sonic this is tails and she's just like oh nice and like, <laughs> no, he doesn't, give a shit no, he doesn't care, and he do, he's he's very social too. I've seen him before. So, um, did they become like many friends for the day? They were kind of, yeah, they were kind of talking, but he didn't unfortunately didn't come to the playground. It looked like he had family visiting, like yeah. his grandma or something. Um, but I feel like if my niece comes back in the summer, he's always at the lake. So if uh, we take her to the lake, I'm pretty sure he'll be there, and they can. You know, both be three together yeah. <laughs> just be pure happiness. Um, but yeah, I don't know, Matt. Don't you like? I don't. I don't know if you missed that age, but it's just a nice age to see like pure joy. Like she yeah. will. We'll just be sitting together, and she'll just shout out like, "I'm happy." Yeah. Like nobody does that. <laughs> I was just thinking that when you were talking about it, like man, it's so crazy thinking about how that used to be us. Way back when, and now we're older, cynical, jaded <laughs> adults with still good senses of humor. Hopefully, just good rationale, good ethics, good values, but also realizing, like, yeah, I can never go back to that ever. Yeah, adults never do that. Adults are never just like, I'm happy. <laughs> you know, you know what's steam. funny? Um, shout out to my friend Solemn. Um, we all used to work together. I think a year ago, we were playing um, racquetball at LA Fitness and it was a fun time and I actually said that like there was a moment <laughs> where I like jumped in the air to hit the ball back to the wall and then I told him I feel happy this is the longest time I've ever felt this or this has been so long since I felt like just this and he took it as like oh man that's sad but also at the same time <laughs> that's good but in terms of the way I was like meaning it I meant like that like unfiltered joy just doing something that was fun not thinking about any other worry possible just living for just what this moment is it came and it went and i was just grateful to just <laughs> just a glimpse of yes. what it was like to be you know in toddler world where there's just no worries since so you just live in the moment and it's funny because i mean that's what we try to help our clients do right mm -hmm. like be mindful Mindfulness is like being present in the yes. moment, um, and it, it's it's funny because it's something that we pretty much all had as babies, you know, mm -hmm. that ability, and then it just kind of like goes away over time. You learn to start thinking more about the future, and the more you think about the future, the more you think about what's in your control, what's not in your control, and anxiety. 
<laughs> you sound like an act therapist right now. <laughs> act therapist. Oh, yes. Act. <laughs> I, I respect the fact that they go by act now because I understand it a bit more. Instead of ACT. Yeah, because essentially from what I read and how I've been trying to incorporate it in my therapy style, it's, again, just encouraging people. Again, this is what we're trying to help you to do, to act. Not in the past, not in, not in the past, not in the future, but in the present. And to just say ACT is just like clinical and... I get it. Not as fun. Yeah, not as fun at all. Like well, CBT, how are we gonna CBT, ch- R-E-B-T. Yeah, how are we going to change CBT? Like, kibit. <laughs> <laughs> that makes people feel Frogs. better. <laughs> yes, do it. <laughs> I like it if it gets people engaged. But, um, all right, Matt, I feel like we got way off. Right, <laughs> way off. We We're on the journey towards yeah. our goal today. We're in but the moment. Yes, we are living in the moment. We are mindful in this moment. Um, so, 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 as, as I said, we are talking about chill songs today. We're going to talk a little bit about self-care, um, burn out. Yes, burn out. Anyway, it feels weird when I'm saying that for some reason, but okay. So my song that I picked to talk about today is called Nutcase by Ryan Caraveo. Uh, he's an artist I actually just discovered maybe like two, three years ago, two and a half years ago. Yeah. Um, and I've been listening to him a lot. Uh, I actually even talked to him once. I did a, like a, he was doing like a fundraiser thing for a cause and I donated and then, um, part of what I got was a, uh, what do you call it? A, uh like, one-to-one video chat thing, and he actually had just released this song, Nutcase. He had released it, like, two days before I talked to him. So so when we talked, I talked to him about the song. I was like, oh, I really, really like this song. <laughs> Can I just say that I am envious of how you get to talk with multiple artists that you're fans of? The only artist I've gotten a chance to speak to was Marcus Houston from Immature IMX, an R&B group from the early, mid, and late 90s, early 2000s. And the only reason why he talked to me <laughs> is because I responded to him on Twitter and said, I know how to do custom stuff on WordPress for his blog. Then he hit me up like, how do you do it? And I was like, yes, I'm such a big fan. <laughs> and I realized he doesn't give a shit. He's lost all this information. And you're like, here's your information. No, you're never going to talk to me again. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know. Well, I, I've always liked, like, I always like, like, meeting actors and uh, artists and I just like meeting people in yeah. general. I yeah. just like talking to people. I have no problem reaching out to anybody. Like, it doesn't matter who it is um, because I just like, I like hearing everybody's stories. I like learning about people's lives. Probably part of why I'm a therapist. I just like, um, yeah, I just like hearing everyone's story. So uh, with Ryan and his music, I, I really connected to his music. So I was looking forward to speaking with him and kind of talking about some of the things that I felt that we had in common. And it was it's actually kind of funny because we talked mm-hmm. and I was talking to him about this song, Nutcase. And he talks about um, some parts of just kind of like missing his family and... I told him that I was feeling that same way yeah. that week. I was like, oh, yeah, I kind of miss my family, too, because they're, like, oh, you know, about two hours away. Like, all of all of my family members are about two hours, hour and a half, 
two hours away from my house. And yeah, so it's a bit of a drive in that I just don't get to see my friends and family that much, um, as much as I used to and as much as I I have liked to. And uh, he's like, yeah, he's like, I need to take a drive up to like go see my family. He's like, I think I'm going to do that like this weekend. And I swear to you, Matt, that this man disappeared for like a month. After that last conversation, he just got back on social media like two weeks ago. And it was like, he was like, oh, sorry. Um, You know, sorry, everyone. I just need to take some time, like spend with my family. So I was like, (laughs) you therapist him? I did not. We did did have a good conversation, but it was probably, it was probably already in his head to go. But, um, but yeah, he was just. I was going to say that that is the power you have. You therapized him and didn't even know. And he was like, you're right. I need to go home. I want to see my family. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, we actually did have like kind of a deep conversation. It was a really good conversation. Um, and our like 10 minute call. Yeah. Um, which I'm really, I, I've already told you about this, Matt, but I am also doing a uh, video chat with one of the, the last member of LFO, which is a 90s, you know, boy band, summer girls, you guys probably know that, um, with uh, Brad. Brad is, uh, the last member of LFO, um, sadly, because the other two have passed away from cancer. They actually both passed away from different forms of cancer. I'm 99% sure. Please, if I got that wrong, somebody tell me. But I'm I am pretty sure they both passed away from different forms of cancer. But anyway, I'm really looking forward to uh, that conversation um, and hearing more of his story because boy bands in the 90s, man, that was a rough time. <laughs> Everything, like... I think depending on the genre, yeah, like they went through a lot with the with uh, Lou Pearlman and mm-hmm. all of that drama, and um, it, it was just a lot of pressure. It's like a lot of like fame and money and too much, too fast, and um, I don't. And then and then like being so controlled as everything yeah. was happening, it, yeah. it just was chaotic. I don't know, so. I'm looking forward to that. But anyway, <laughs> back to the topic. Uh, so Nutcase by Ryan Caravale. It is a very chill song. Um, pretty much all of Ryan's songs are, are uh, pretty chill. He has a song called Peanut Butter Waffles. That's like uh, probably his most popular and a really fun song to listen to. It's just like his his cadence, the... the um, Everything about his music I like. It just kind of makes you feel like you're relaxing, like you're like chilling on an island or something. I don't know. Um, even if his lyrics are kind of sad, <laughs> you still still feel relaxed. Uh, Nutcase is definitely one of those songs. The lyrics are kind of sad, but he says it in such a he he sings the song in such a like what's the word like sing song. Like melody, yeah, like very melody. Yeah, it's yeah. a melody, and so melodious. That's the it's a, yes, okay, yes. fine, melodious in such a melodious way. Like it, you're like he's saying that he's gonna blow up, and, and like, but he's saying it so nicely yeah. and softly, and um, the only reason why I even knew that word is because of the Pokemon melodic. Wow, Sometimes I don't Pokemon think I know. I don't think I know that Pokemon. <laughs> it's freezing. I know a lot of Pokemon, but I don't know if I know that one. Um, then I'll look at a picture and then show it to you while you talk. <laughs> the viewers can't, or the listeners can't see. They can look him up. 
him or her. You know, Pokemon, I don't think, not all of Pokemon have gender. We're, okay, I'm not getting into that. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Um, <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Uh, so, Nutcase. Um, oh, I do know that Pokemon. That's that. Okay. Oh, no, that, was, okay. that just fell into Who's that Pokemon? Who's that Pokemon? No distracting me, Matt. Uh, yeah. So anyway, listeners, Melodic is a dragon type Pokemon that yeah, dragon type. Water. No water. Yeah. Ugh, whatever. Anyway, now I see why we don't do it. It's a water type Pokemon <laughs> that evolves from this ugly, ugly fish thing called Feebish. Yeah. Stupid fish. And see, when you catch it on Pokemon Go, you have to walk like a hundred kilometers. It's dumb. Anyway, anyway, back to Nutcase. Sorry. Sorry, everyone. Sorry. But actually, <laughs> but actually, uh, listeners, um, since we are talking about self care and like, yeah, yeah, yeah this yeah, is, yeah, this is our yes, self care podcast. This is a self care podcast, and you know, Pokemon Go, <laughs> Pokemon Go can be a form of self care to people who want to go outside, they want to socialize, they want to make friends at some sort of like Pokemon raid. They can catch Pokemon. Yes. They can get exercise. Um, they can collect. I'm a collector. I enjoy collecting things. I collect cards. Um, I had a whole like mini soccer card empire thing going on on yeah. eBay. I've made a lot of money. Um, I've sold oh, like selling? Mi- yeah, okay. <laughs> um, selling soccer cards. And right now I'm getting into Star Wars cards because soccer cards have for some reason skyrocketed. The yeah. price is outrageous. I used to be able to buy a box for maybe $130. Now it's like over a grand. Damn. So I can't collect soccer cards anymore because I do not have an infinite amount of money. Um, so anyway, Star Wars, <laughs> just a different direction, but I enjoy collecting things. I feel like collecting things is relaxing to me. It is one of my, uh, self-care hobbies, yeah. if you will. As you can see, I used to have the same and then I realized I need to cut back cause I could probably do this forever and not have money for anything. <laughs> yes. Yes. Finding some cheaper hobbies is usually a good idea. But going back to the Pokemon, thing, I will <laughs> say last year before we go back to the regular context of the show, that last year when COVID hit, playing Pokemon Go every day was amazing. <laughs> Just because I got to get up, go out, do something because I couldn't go to the gym. And actually, they were having like a whole bunch of like different events last year that just made it so worth it. Oh, yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah they did like at home events and then people you can go out and catch pokemons like from your car you don't have to like you know engage in socializing really but you could yeah if you wanted to if you want to yeah anyway (laughs) (laughs) back to topic again uh so okay so now case ron caraveo caraveo i want to say it right i feel like i'm still saying it wrong um so in this song he's i mean really Okay, I don't want to like do a deep analysis because it's not what we really, what we really wanted to do this episode. We didn't really want to go into like an um, analyzing these songs, but I mean, if you just listen to it, it, just sounds like he's like going through. Well, it's just a stress of like trying to meet your goals. That's it. Like trying to reach a goal and it's not quite happening. Um, <laughs> yeah. Because he talks about, like, hearing no over and over again. Like, when you're trying to do something and you keep failing over and over and over again, Mm -hmm. you are going to feel like you're on the edge 
of an explosion. It reminds me of that meme of uh, that Finding Nemo meme with the little starfish, and he's like, "Today's the day." <laughs> Everyone's been to that point where you feel like you're on your last string. Like you've been trying to do something over and over and over again. There's no reason why it shouldn't work. It's still not happening. And you're just like, today's the day. If anything goes wrong, one more, I am going to explode. And that's what this song reminds me about. But he's, he talks about like a lot of other things he's talking about. Like, you know, his friends, his family, like his brother. Like everything that you kind of sacrifice on your way to like getting to where you're going like reaching your goal um and i think it's important to think about i guess it's important to remember that you need to take care of yourself Mm -hmm. along that way of of reaching your goal yes you can be focused on on what you need to do but you need to make sure that you're still like mentally healthy along the way that you're not you know um cutting everyone off just to be hyper focused on like what you need to do yeah. um so so taking that time to spend time with friends and family uh he talks about like you know um he's he has a line like if money would have if money was going to fix it it would have done it by now i really like that line um, because yeah, obviously money can be helpful. It can definitely be helpful. Yeah. It is helping things. But, um, I think, you know, money, like once you have your basic needs met, um, anything beyond that, it, it can, it can bring joy, but kind of on temporary levels. Like, yeah, yeah. you can take a trip and you can feel great while you're there. Then I, everyone feels depressed when they get back from a sweet vacation <laughs> it's a real thing i'm not gonna go on another tangent i'm just gonna say yes yes um yes i yeah uh it's it's yeah it's real um buying something is joyful when you have it but it's you know i don't know it's it's i think the experiences like experiences bring more like long-lasting joy yeah. is what i'm trying to say um and your relationships, those are the your relationships are what get you through the the hard times. And, um, I mean, yeah. So self care, <laughs> you got to put yourself first along the way. So making sure you're spending time with family. That was one thing that I really did enjoy about um, Easter, Matt. When you were asking me how my week went, mm-hmm. my not only seeing my niece, but my parents came and they stayed for a few days. And then when they left, it was really hard for me because it was just such a vast difference of like having them with me and like I like knowing that everyone's like okay (laughs) so uh, you know those like there was a moment where my parents both my brothers and my niece were all in my house and we were all just like sitting together Mm -hmm. like that's a really calming moment for me like everyone's here everyone's cool everyone's calm you know safe um and then knowing that my parents were with us for a couple days too like knowing that they are they have food they're in my house i know they have food i can buy them food i can buy them dinner we can (laughs) take them out places they have um everything they need you know uh i liked that that feeling it was a good feeling um and i like going to visit them i like seeing my friends i like having my friends come to visit 
uh, those are all the things that I consider to be like self-care. Um, and I feel like a lot of people probably feel the same way, you know, spending time with friends and family. I think it's easy to overlook. I think it's easy to say I'm too busy um, or I just can't make it happen, you know. Feeling a little triggered, but yeah, I'm riding. <laughs> yeah, but you, you, but you have to, you know, you have to make time uh, to spend with the people that you care about and the people that love you and support you. Um, because it's important, like, in the song where he talks about, like, uh, he says, I I like to think I'm a sacrifice, like, I don't know, I just, I just think it's really difficult, like, if you're off on your own trying to, like, reach your goal without having any close connection to the supports that you've had before, and the supports that you need, like, you need to reconnect at times. So, I don't know, the song, chill, and I feel like a good reminder of what's important and um, making sure that you need to take care, making sure that you're taking care of yourself so you don't get to this brink, this on edge. You don't want to be that little starfish that's like, today is the day. You want to <laughs> you wanna work on taking care of yourself beforehand so you do not get to that point. Um, and being at that point is that area that I would consider burnout. Yeah. Um, Matt and I have both experienced that in our fields. In our field, it's really easy to experience burnout. And it's funny that you say that because I think we both experienced it at our first full-time jobs within the field. Oh, yeah. 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 Different. Yeah. (laughs) I, I personally have such... I don't know what's the word I'm thinking of. I have such admiration for people who haven't gone through it yet and at the same time i pray that they are able to get through it when they do because a part of me of course wants to wish that that never happens to a lot of the newer practitioners or your practitioners that haven't gone through it it will happen yeah i've never met another (laughs) i mean dare to dream that but i've never met another clinician that hasn't gone through burnout even like I've seen people feel burnt out in their internships. They haven't even graduated yet. Man, <laughs> so, man, fam. yeah, it's a real, it's a real thing in our field, which is why there's a lot of like turnover. People mm-hmm. change jobs constantly. I changed jobs tons of times. Um, I'm changing careers really right now. I mean, I'm still gonna, yeah, I'm going from clinician, like regular clinician, to uh, school counseling. So that's. Oh, that's a huge change. I'm basically giving up all this like direct um, uh, counseling work. School counselors don't really they don't do one to one counseling. Uh, it's not their their role. So, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, I mean, burning out happens. I, burnout burnout happens too, though. Like, not even just in work. It can happen like just in a family, like yeah. in your role. You know. Yeah. Um, especially like as a parent, (laughs) I think a lot of parents get burnt out and I feel like it's something that people don't talk about as much because it's like taboo. It's like, Oh, you can't be, you know, burnt out from your kids. And it's like, no, yeah, you can. (laughs) It's something that I'm grateful to not have kids yet. Don't know if I ever will. I'm not opposed to it. I'm open to it. But I feel like because I haven't had kids, I've had time to really hone in on my needs and wants 
while not necessarily being selfish in a bad way or an effective way, but selfish in a way where sometimes looking out for myself, sometimes looking out for others, sometimes I'm doing both, but I'm not getting to a point where I'm causing harm to other people. And then as you start to grow older, you start realizing the same trajectory that you mentioned earlier that sometimes the goals that you have for yourself, like, oh yeah, I want to do this and have all this money and travel all these different places and have all these things, it doesn't matter as much. Because when you start accruing some of these things, it's like you start you start establishing a rhetoric in your mind that you need to keep going with collecting and having all these things and then realizing, shit, this shit doesn't make me happy. All the shit that I've been through in my past is still traumatic and I can't even react and have a good relationship because they come over me. Ah! <laughs> and then you get to a point where it's like, yeah, fuck all this excessive bullshit. Let me just focus and hone in on myself and what makes me happy so that I can continue doing the things that make me happy. And then if I want to try out new things, then that'll bring me a source of contentment. But that's because I already have it going together for myself. And I've seen so many people who are younger than me trying to encapsulate that same exact dynamic where if I put so much effort and work into this, I'm going to be able to provide myself provide for myself, have so many things, and find that happiness. And it's just me going, do what you got to do. It's sad, but I feel like sometimes you have to go through that process in order to understand what truly has value in life. Yes. Yeah. Well, oh, yeah. It definitely takes people time to understand what has value in life. Like, some mm-hmm. people never figure it out. Yep. <laughs> yeah. That's when, when you mentioned the um, Finding Nemo meme, I just thought of the quote, definition of insanity is doing something again and again and again and expecting a new result yes well also there's just a lot of things that are out of your control you know a lot is out of your control and um that's what i think of like when with this song with him you know uh being a an artist he's not he doesn't have control over whether people are gonna like his music Mm -hmm. You know, because you either like it or you don't like it. Like, if he takes it to different, I don't know, I'm just making stuff up right now, too. I don't know if he's doing this. But, like, taking it to different, like, record companies or whatever and, you know, presenting himself and putting him whole, his whole self out there. Yeah. When there's nothing wrong with him. There's nothing wrong with his music. Like, it's good. I enjoy it. But it doesn't mean that the people he's presenting it to is going to enjoy it. Yeah. And, like... Um, but he's got to keep trying because that's his dream and goal. So, like, you know, you tr- you try things over and over and over again, keep your no. Then, as we've talked about before in previous episodes, then you have to have other outlets. Yeah. You have to have other areas of your life that are bringing you joy and happiness that you're actively maintaining and seeking out and holding up your end to. Because mm-hmm. you also don't want to be the person that's like, my friends and family never reach out to me, blah, 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 blah. Like, do you reach out to them? <laughs> Is it? Uh, and also balancing that with, I give my all to my family and friends. Well, you give as much to yourself yes. and let them provide for you too. Well, well, no. Well, what can you really expect if you don't allow that change to be manifested within your life? I do that too. I love giving to other people. And only a handful of times I can say, I've noticed that, wow, I'm not noticing reciprocity. But realizing at the same time, too, the reciprocity has to come from me. How else can I really find value in getting something from another person if I'm not valuing myself and giving myself everything that I give to other people, especially with the profession that we do? Yes, for sure. And you you bring up the point that I wanted to mention, too, is that like people can 
you don't have to like because I talked about like burnt out being being burnt out like as a parent or whatever in a family but you can also be burnt out just from um friends and family just being a giver like you know and we see that a lot like I think we see a lot of that like with our clients and people who are unhappy with um just how life is going is they're, they're they're giving too much in other areas like not really focusing on themselves as much as they should and that was where i was gonna go because i remembered my original speaking point so <laughs> in terms of like talking about self-care and realizing that you can't really put too much stock into like the superficial stuff and really put more effort into yourself and what you're contributing last year i actually got into like buying plants and succulents something i never ever thought i'd do my dad he has a like private like section in the community garden never got it i just figured he grew up in the south you and your family used to grow crops and stuff like that that's where that comes from and then realizing that it could have been that and it could be that you are nurturing something you are trying to instill life in something take care of something really putting forth effort in something that you don't have control over and you get to see how it manifests and if it doesn't work out you kind of have a little bit of guilt like damn I don't have a green thumb, and you throw it out, and then you buy another one, and you buy another one. Try again. Yeah, and it's just fun watching that process of learning how to nurture something, develop, and grow, and it's cool. And then that transition into now pets. I got two cats now, and noticing like, yeah, being a pet owner is different than I expected. I just thought it would be. Of course, like kids, all the good times, we're playing, they're licking me, we're doing all sorts of fun, but then I realize I am, again, an adult with responsibilities, and I can't play all the time. So I make time to do what I can, because I don't want them to, and pets don't necessarily develop the type of resentment that humans do, but I don't want them to resent me, because I'm not as affectionate, because I'm tired. I'm not doing enough to keep up with their schedule when it comes to eating and drinking, because I got a lot of stuff going on because of work. I have to make active efforts and taking care of them and spending time with them and giving them affection. And it's not like it's a full-time job, but sometimes it can take a lot when you have to really take care of yourself too. The more you take care of yourself, the better you're able to take care of others. And even when you find yourself really down in the depths, not feeling it, because of how consistently you've taken care of yourself, you're able to get up and say, you know what, I really don't want to do this, but I love my babies and now I love me. So let's do this so I can go back to my room and go back to sleep. <laughs> yeah, you just described parenting. Yes. Like, <laughs> just exactly. Every time I am doing something new with them, just getting frustrated, like, damn, I could be a dad right now if I wanted to, but I'm not going to. <laughs> but you, could, you got the skills now. You have the skills now. That's, that's and, what's important. And that's what this song reminded me of when you when you first told me about it. Like, I was listening to it and reading the lyrics And it essentially reminds me of a coming-of-age dynamic where you're starting to realize, like, damn, all these stuff, all this stuff that I thought mattered, it doesn't really matter. Everything that I was putting forth, like, I have things, but I keep wanting more. Why can't I just appreciate what I have now? When I first started seeing my uh, former therapist uh, about three years ago, we had talked about that dynamic at one point. And, of course, I understood it at that time, but it's really different experiencing it developmentally where you start realizing like I don't need to have six figures per se I wouldn't mind it either (laughs) I don't need to have a Chevy Blazer I'm gonna get one in the future I can just appreciate what I have right now because all my needs are met all I can do is just continue to make sure that they stay met and then if I get the opportunity to like with this brand new Yeti mic 
I'm going to have a want every occasionally or so because I can because I'm doing what I can to take care of myself and feel secure in what I do in my life. I love it. <laughs> I love it. It's, yeah. It's, um, it's, <laughs> for the listeners who are fans of Dragon Ball and Dragon Ball Z, somebody has on a Goku shirt and then it's not me. Yeah, it's me. And it was, you know what? It was, uh, uh I'm going to buy this for myself because I, had just made my husband watch all of the Dragon Ball because he never seen he well he doesn't know what Dragon he didn't know what Dragon Ball Z was he's like what's that <laughs> and so then I was like you gonna learn yeah. <laughs> you gonna learn today and then we watched Dragon Ball Z for hours so okay, I'm not gonna segue anymore I'm just gonna just gonna be mindful because I could talk and we we both know we could talk about this for a while so yeah talk. yeah yeah we so don't want we don't the listeners don't want to hear us talk about more Dragon if you Ball do, Z just let us know. Oh yeah, we can. That could be special extra content for you guys on, uh, um, what's it called? Patreon. Patreon. There was something else I found out about, and the listeners don't need to know about this. Sorry, guys. Again, this is our self care episode. There was some other platform I found out about that would take away us having to divvy up onto Patreon. I forget how, where, but when I find that, again, I'll let you know. Okay, but uh, yeah, but yeah, listeners, if you have like. If you guys want to hear us talk about, we could talk about Pokemon. We could talk about Dragon Ball Z. I did have an idea of uh, doing um, <laughs> diagnosing the different characters on Dragon Ball Z. But yeah. no, I mean, I'm down for it now. Yeah, I, I think it would be fun. <laughs> it would be so much fun. But yeah. that's for another day, another time. But um, yeah, I think you brought up a lot of good points because it's just like talking about money. Like I don't want because money. It's needed. <laughs> it's it's needed. We're not trying to like diminish it, but I it's it's that um, and we're not selfish therapists for wanting more for ourselves because oh we don't some make people who will try and be like oh you know you should just be mindful of the profession you are working in and be able to give all you can. The fuck I give all I can at win these sessions. I want fair compensation. Yeah, we don't make any money. I have like twenty five cents, but. <laughs> but anyway, <laughs> um, but but I, I guess like with money, happiness, all that, like when you get to the point in your life where you're not worrying about, you know, your basic needs anymore and you move past that, when you, you break past that to the point where you're getting like extra things and extra experiences, it brings up a whole new level of discomfort and adaptation. And I feel like self-care is a good component in that too, because it, it almost gets into this point of like feeling not worthy. I talked a little bit about this in the last episode, but um, like, uh, for example, Matt, I was telling Matt and I were talking before we started uh, recording about um, a trip that my husband and I want to take to the UK which is a I've never been there I've only been to Mexico and when I went to Mexico I took my dad's hometown and it was just a tour of my dad saying this is where I saw someone get shot for the first time he's like I was seven he's like then another time I saw someone get shot right over there and it's like in this tone too yeah. I'm not even like I'm not even exaggerating she's very <laughs> casual and then he's like this is where your grandfather was murdered he's like you can still see the bullets in the wall me in where it was like um 
that face you make when you realize that the jokes that you're telling aren't necessarily funny. It's just people are admiring the fact that you're talking about the multiple traumas you've been through. Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, but my dad, but my dad, he like genuinely does not care. He's yeah. just like living life. He's like one of the happiest people that I know. Him and my mom are just always really happy. I mean, not that they don't, they, they, I mean, they, they bicker like yeah. old people bicker, but they, they're just always very kind of joyous enjoying life enjoying my niece um like my dad could hang out with my niece and like his little min pin all day and just be super happy yeah. <laughs> it's about how trauma evaded both of them and really someone should study them i'm not even joking this is a serious <laughs> thing we really need some i need someone to do a case study on both my parents because if we can figure out how they became so resilient um we we would be able to help so many people yeah. like we need to study them but um yeah, just, just the amount of trauma that they've both been through. It's insane that they're functioning at their level. Um, but anyway, when I went to Mexico, it really wasn't a vacation. <laughs> it was just visiting family and, like you said, a tour yeah. of my dad's yeah. past traumas. A walking tour, if you will. Um, <laughs> it's a really odd thing. But there was tacos at the end, so I guess it was a good tour. Um, and... So, I mean, that's the extent of my travels. And then um, when I got married and then, like, things changed, and now it's like, oh, now I've been to L.A. twice. Yeah. Now I've been to Vegas. Now I've been to, um, you know, I just, yeah, just things that I never, like, even just going to Florida. Like, that was that was something my parents took me there once on a road trip and that was when I was in my 20s yeah. and it was new but taking a vacation was like newer like they had taken us on vacations when um I was younger but it was like far and few and it was just whatever it was like an affordable sort of road trip it wasn't until I graduated from high school when we took our first like family trip to like Myrtle Beach and it was a big deal and then we went to Charleston we did that another time when I was like in graduate school and those were like our vacations you know that's what I remember I wasn't a kid that was like I've never been to Disney World I've never <laughs> you know done Still yeah I've never like I remember like taking vacations every year or like going anywhere and so now these new things are happening and like even going to Florida like going to my in-laws house in Florida you know with an in-ground pool and an in-ground hot tub and you know all the space and these bedrooms and stuff like walking into that house the first time I felt awful yeah like I like we had just drove however maybe it was the 20 hour drive yeah. and we just got there and I see the house is their new house take my first step in there and you know they're like oh hi you know I'm really excited and I felt so low like I probably I felt like yeah like I wanted to cry and I just wanted to go to bed I just told my husband like I just need to go to bed because I don't feel good right now and then in the morning I kind of like woke up like took a deep breath and tried to um, acclimate myself yeah you know because it's like this is someplace I'm going to be coming to every year yeah forever (laughs) um and just trying to get used to that and not feel sad and not feel guilty because my initial sadness and thought was this is not fair yeah this is something that my parents should be experiencing this is something that we should have had when we we were young not that I 
not 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 in a materialistic way, yeah. but in a way that like this is an experience. <laughs> yes, game. I wish this is an experience I could give to my family. This is an experience I wish I could give to my parents. This is an experience that I wish I could give back to my younger self and yes. my brothers and my mom and dad. And the times when when times were really hard. Yeah, like it, I wish that all. All of us could experience this. Yeah. And even just the talk about going to the UK in the summer, because it was something we were supposed to do for our honeymoon. Um, even that. And yeah, and our honeymoon, or our, our uh, smaller honeymoon. We did two small honeymoons. Yeah, most, the first most one, couples, I think, this generation. Yeah, the yeah. first one we did was was Vegas and LA. The second one we did was um, up the northern Michigan uh, to Mackinac Island, because... Yeah. Um, because we couldn't go anywhere because COVID. Yeah. So this was supposed to be our actual like full trip, and and I really could have picked anywhere. Yeah. Um. And uh. But I I, I didn't want to do like an island thing. I wanted to like go see something historic and some place that I've always wanted to go. But I've told my husband that thinking about it, it just seems imaginary to me. Yeah. Like we talk about it and we like plan it and like you know <laughs> it's all planned out. But in my mind, it's like talking about like oh yeah we're gonna go to uh hogwarts like yeah. it's just not a real place yeah. like it's not a real thing because it's just so far removed from what i knew before um no shade to the harry potter fans <laughs> no shade no i like harry potter but um but i think a part of uh what do you call it it's not a, i guess still self-care realm as allowing myself to feel like it's okay to have these experiences yeah i get that um in my last relationship those feelings occasionally came up and i think it's just a phenomenon that i don't know if most people experience but you're experiencing it so i can say most now because it's 100 in this room right now um just the grass is greener on the other side phenomenon where it wasn't necessarily that our families were like truly different but I could see a lot of the familial love that they encompassed and embodied within, like, the immediate family. Not to say that my family necessarily lacked that to some degree, personally. In a sense, it was there. I won't get too much into it. It was there and it wasn't there. And it was just interesting looking at that and feeling like that social anxiety of like, fuck, how do I, how do I belong in this? Yeah. How do I find myself acclimating to this? Because everybody's smiling. Everybody's talking positively about each other. Everybody's joking with each other and everybody doesn't take nothing personal or anything personally. And it's like, shit, if they say the wrong thing around me that I don't like and find offensive, I'm going to say something. But that's again, something that's a part of who I am as a person when it comes to respect and being cordial I try to make sure that I do what I can to demonstrate respect to everybody. And sometimes respect means that you're able to take a joke. And I think I can take a pretty a pretty good amount of jokes. But again, there was this one situation which I want to get into where this person was being passive aggressive. And I had to do the mature masculine thing, which is play it cool, but also let this person know, don't fuck with me. And it worked out. But at the same time, it was like, so this is what it's like to get to know your partner's like family and realize that sometimes it's going to feel like uncomfortable because you're not used to this type of environment and you start to acclimate. And other times you're going to run into dicks and you got to set the ass straight. (laughs) 
we had a different, very different acclimation experience. Yeah. Mine was like, yeah. <laughs> but I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying completely because that's a whole thing too, like yeah. um, adapting to other like personality styles and everything. But good self care though. Good self care. All right, Matt. We gotta get to your song because we are, we are. We're doing our thing. Yeah, we're yeah. We're milk, we're milking the shit out of this self care episode. Yeah. We had a lot to say. We're doing, like, yeah. And plus, I feel like it's necessary because we both have a lot of stuff going on. So why not just enjoy just good banter, wittiness, conversations about therapeutic, like, I guess, rhetoric and just personal rhetoric when it comes to experiences. Hopefully you guys enjoy it. If not, you know, we'll, we'll just go back to the regular schedule next time with this still embedded, but a little bit lesser. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, My song is from the duo of Nazir Jones and Kanye West. The song is called Still Dreaming off of Nas's Hip Hop Is Dead album, which was a very, very timely album at the time because Southern hip hop had started to infiltrate the zeitgeist of pop culture, especially within like the hip hop genre. And a lot of people were kind of dissuaded by that just because of the fact that a lot of what they would try to propagate in their music style is more so a simplistic flow, uh, metaphors and similes and really hard bars weren't a part of their style at the time. It was just kind of straightforward, laid back, kind of like Southern draw, Southern etiquette, Southern everything when it came to the instrumentation, the content, um, some of the like artist portrayals and things like that. And it also had to do with a lot of, you know, lean and all the good, like, <laughs> drugs that are now so popular these days when it comes to culture. Um, I just want to say I had to explain to my husband what lean is because he was like, he he didn't understand that purple drink yeah. and lean were the same thing. Not many people do. <laughs> do you know where I first tried lean at? Uh, college, Lincoln, Lincoln College. <laughs> yep. First time I tried it, and again, funny because me and Anna, we met. I remember us meeting once, and that was it. But I remember the fact that I tried it, and it wasn't that bad. Although I probably shouldn't say that because our listeners may turn into future, you know, clients. But obviously, I've had life experiences, and that's what draws the clients in. So, don't judge me. Don't judge me. Um. It was the only time, too. I've never tried lean, but I've played Edward 40 hands. So, <laughs> is it on the same tangent? No. No, no, but it's still... I don't know. Like, <laughs> it's something. I'm not going to talk about it further because I don't want to romanticize, you know, substance use. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that was what the climate was at the time. And this is the exact reason why I am not talking about it because it was very much perceived that a lot of the Southern influences were tainting hip hop at the time, leading Nas to create the single hip hop is dead. And then the album hip hop is dead. And it was more so him more so talking about the fact that it's not necessarily dead. Of course, the music is still booming. It's just going through a different type of Renaissance. And I want to bring back what truly, at least from his perspective, made hip-hop pop. And this song in itself was a very good example of that because this is when Kanye West wasn't as much of Kanye West, where he was still, I can't say humble, but definitely trying to incorporate 
a soulful sound for artists who really wanted to kind of take that instrumentation and tell stories with it. And this song, I feel like it encompasses the chill vibe for me just because of Chrisette Michelle singing in the background when it comes to very sultry vocals, the uh, samples that um, Kanye will put in, and also just Nas just really taking his time to really just flow. He wasn't spitting, just flowing. And even the content itself, it's not necessarily specific in nature. It's the same thing as your song. And I think I had noticed that when we were listening to it beforehand, but I didn't put too much into it. So again, the song Still Dreaming is more so about noticing that in life, you are finding yourself realizing that a lot of what you are doing is just kind of propagating what you want to happen in life. So as far as the verse that Kanye West kind of really spits on, he talks about just what it's like to just be a young guy and just trying to impress people, trying to impress the ladies. Oops, didn't mean to play that. Don't sue us. Um, but yeah, just trying to impress the ladies, enjoy life, and then also just start to reconcile that life isn't just about this. It isn't just about just like going out, driving fancy cars, picking up girls, just having money galore. I don't even know if that's a word, but just more so finding time to enjoy what is. But you can't really do that if you find yourself constantly dreaming all the time, wanting more, and not being able to really embrace what is. Um, Mindfulness. Yes. Nas does his own thing, of course, talking about that. And then the third verse, I feel like, definitely encompasses what it is like when you find yourself in that position I just described where all you do is want for more and don't really take time to reconcile that you have enough. Um, he talks about this young lady who he knew as a probably child, adolescent, who just has everything and she's still taking everything to the point where she sets up this guy to take from him and then he just dies. And I was just like, holy shit, <laughs> I never realized that until now. I was just listening to this song just because of the beat and the vibes, as the kids say. The vibes. Like, I enjoyed the vibes because when I am driving, I am not trying to think if I'm just trying to enjoy the vibes. I finally feel like I can say vibes and not cringe because this is literally what I'm looking for. When I'm driving and trying to chill, like the vibes, it just sounds good. It feels good. I can roll down the windows and I know, although I don't know, I know if other people are hearing this, they're like, oh man, what song is this? <laughs> it sounds really good. That guy has really good music taste. I wish I was him. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I feel like when it comes to music, that is one of the things that I have often enjoyed when it comes to my conception of it. Just the different types of feelings that it can put you in. Obviously, I'm not trying to feel or experience anything negative when I'm trying to have a good drive. I'm trying to just enjoy what is. Be mindful. Not think about things too much. Not focus too much on what I have to do. It's just enjoying the song for what it is. And that's honestly all I've got for it because I'm not trying to psychoanalyze this because, again, this is a song that I enjoy. And I'm all about just keeping it as such without thinking too deeply about the lyrics and all that. Oh, we need we need songs like that. You yeah. know, those mindless songs. A, a lot of people really enjoy uh, the... Uh, like a soothing experience of driving and listening to music. I listen to my music really loud when mm -hmm. I'm driving. Um, that's my my thing. But 
yeah, and we've all like driven somewhere and like not even paid attention to how we got there because we were like so into the music. <laughs> it's funny because I was reading some article about that, and no, it wasn't an article; it was an assessment. And they were like, "Yeah, that's kind of an example of dissociative experience." And I was like, "Not everything has to be dissociation. Why can't I just be caught up in the moment?" I yes. thought we're supposed to be teaching people mindfulness, guys. Yeah. Oh, okay. So now mindfulness is dissociating. <laughs> <laughs> just. <laughs> but um, what was I gonna say? I forgot it again. Number issues, but um, no, it's just something that I I take a lot of pride in just being able to just enjoy that and driving. I'm more so. I remember now. I'm more so a mid volume driver, so I'll be in the middle, not too low, not too high. I will turn it up high when it's like a real like aggressive bass heavy <laughs> song, just to demonstrate how tough I am, how black I am, how much of a man I am. Like fuck with me if you want to. Yeah, you hear this. Sh- I don't play Chief Keef, but for example, you hear this Chief Keef. You hear this Takashi Six Nine, which I, I will play out loud. So basically, just when you're like feeling yourself. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It's just it's just something about like hearing the bass as you like sit in your chair and it's just hitting your body and you feel it and you like get really into the song and you start either rapping it or singing it just really soulfully or melodiously I have to think about how to pronounce that word and just the good times that sometimes are associated with just the drive with the song in the background it can be anything you can be with friends and it's like a Disney soundtrack or a musical video game instrumentation anime instrumentation a good album just a shuffle playlist anything just something so great to enjoy it's soothing. You know what? Even babies love that. Yeah. <laughs> like, every, yeah. Yeah. Like, people... I don't really know anybody that doesn't like, like, listening to music when they drive. Baby Shark. Baby Shark. I mean, that was, that was the vibe. That was, like, catnip for babies for a while. Yeah. Baby Shark. Like, yeah. My niece, when, cause, well, she was one when it came out, and, like... If anybody played it, she would get like so like hyped. she yeah, so yeah. hyped and she had to like I remember she like climbed on top of my husband and like one little hand was like in a fist grabbing his shirt. Like <laughs> like and then the other and the other hand's like on his leg and she's like she's like staring at his phone like like mesmerized. But like such a tight grip around yeah. his shirt, like like you better not move. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, like this song <laughs> I will not beat your ass. Yes, exactly. It was so threatening. I, I remember taking a picture because I was like, she she looks really, really <laughs> aggressive right now. So Subliminal message. <laughs> I always thought that it was in that particular song, but maybe maybe it's something. There is there was some sort of message to babies that oh, they like shit. have to listen to it. It it was now I think she probably doesn't care, but um Maybe it was, like, specifically catered yeah. to one-year-olds. <laughs> I don't know. There were, like, when we worked at um, our last job, how sometimes it would be people who were on the spectrum. They fucking love that song. Baby Shark? Yeah. Oh, yeah, okay. There's got to be some sort of subliminal message. I like, just drop and look at you, smiling. <laughs> like it's Baby Shark, yeah. That's that's how babies got about it, but... um, Oh, Back to your song. Back to your song. We have been on tangents today, but they've all they've all been. Yeah. I don't know. Probably, I don't know. 
relatively close to it. Yes. Anyway, your song it reminds me. It reminded me of um, you know college dropout Kanye. Yeah. The Kanye Everybody that we knows. all knew and loved. Straight from the go, Kanye. Straight yes. from the soul, Kanye. We uh, we all miss that. Uh, <laughs> I miss it a lot. I loved college dropout. Um, and graduation. Yeah. Yeah, they were both. Good. College Dropout was my favorite, though. I mean, I still listen to that album. He oftentimes did not miss when it came to an album. Even with, like, some of his more recent releases, I enjoy. Like, they are better than most albums that come out recently. To some extent. Like, even Yeezus. Yeezus is probably the album that I wasn't feeling the most out of all of them. And I still find a way to enjoy it. I... Honestly, I haven't listened to it. <laughs> I've been like, I've just really been caught up with Wu Tang, yeah. so I, I, <laughs> I haven't, uh, I haven't strayed from that too much yet. But, um, but I did, yeah, like I said, I did used to listen to College Dropout a lot. I still do. Like right when it came, actually, I want to say I listened to it before it came out because it was like a mixtape yeah. yeah. that like my brother had from like his DJ friend, and that was that was the CD I had of it. Yeah. Um, and it was awesome. But, uh, chill song. Um, Anna's tired, so we don't have to. I'm tired. <laughs> and I feel like that's also the reason why we. But that's why to- I like your song, though, because it's yeah. like we're not analyzing it. And, like, honestly, with my song, we didn't really analyze that too much. We just kind of talked about it, and then, like, we went into tangents. Went into tangents, yes. But we do have to get to our non-New Music Friday recommendations. Yes, yes. Um, we remember the name. Hey. Yes, it is non-New Music Friday. And I am excited to recommend um, a song from our next artist interview. Um, so I'm going to recommend the new single from an artist called Dennis Caraveo. Caravello. Okay. I I see the double L's and I want to do, you know, make that Y sound, but I'm not going to do that for him. So I'm just going to say Dennis Caravello. Uh, he has a new song out called Cold Cold Heart. Matt and I are really looking forward to uh, to our interview with him. I will uh, say I'm just going to tell myself right now, as somebody who isn't necessarily a country music fan, is or so I thought. I. We, when we talked about creating this podcast, of course, went into it with open hearts, open minds, and I was pretty forthcoming with Anna and say, yeah, hip-hop, R&B, rap, that's me. Everything else I am open to exploring, I have been open to exploring, but country and me have not really jived at all. And she sent me this song and I was like, shit, all right. You guys might, you guys might have something. Because it's my, it's like my style of country music. It's not the... His songs are not about, you know, my truck and beer and Friday nights. Yeah. Which. Although, actually, there is one. There is one country song I can think of I liked before you told me about this song. I don't remember if it actually qualifies as one. It's a quarter after one. I'm a little drunk and I need you right now. Oh, are you talking about uh, Lady Antebellum? Yeah. Or, sorry, Lady A. They changed uh, it to Lady A. Why? Uh, oh, Southern Roots? Yeah, okay. they changed it to Lady A. I've seen them live. Okay. 
<sighs> That's another thing, Matt, is, um, you know, pretty much any song from the 90s, early 2000s. Um, it was just like, well, no, I was just going to say, <laughs> sure, yeah, actually. But um, any song from that sort of time period, if you give me a couple lyrics yeah. or a little bit of a tune, I can probably give you the artist. <laughs> I just, I, it's just ingrained in my head, yeah. okay? I know a lot about country. Um from that time period. Country music now, I do not know so much. Uh, but I do know I like Dennis. I like his music. And he has a new single out, again, called Cold Cold Heart. It is on Spotify. Um, so check it out. Uh, we'll be adding his song to our um, Anna and Matt's Infinite playlist on Spotify. Our Spotify playlist on there. We're looking forward to our interview with him. He has quite a few songs that i like he has a song called mountain man i really 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 like that song i've been listening to that a lot um he has some pretty intense songs um we'll be talking more when he's on the show and we're going over everything but i do recommend checking out cold cold heart um even if you don't like country music it's got a little bit of that like folk feel to it singer songwriter vibes it's not it's not like Matt says, it's not country as you immediately think of country yeah. um, music. So, but if you do like that type of country music too, you'd still like it. So I'm just saying. <laughs> um, so Matt, what do you got? Before we go into it, I find it very comical that I just talked about how some country music in the '90s had some racist undertones. I looked up Lady A. And ironically enough, there is an original Lady A who is pissed off that the new Lady A is using her stage name because she is a black blues singer who's been using it for 20 years. I've heard that. Yes, I did hear that. I did hear that. Yeah, that they it doesn't her stop. Name. It keeps going. <laughs> um, so my picks are a bit more serious in nature because... Recently, we lost a very, very large hip-hop legend in the form of Earl Simmons, a.k.a. DMX. He passed away um, on Friday due to overdose when it came to drugs that he was on. He was on life support, and I think at a certain point before he was actually transported to the hospital, um, he had been without oxygen for 30 minutes, so pretty much he was in a vegetative state. And unfortunately, he just couldn't really push through, and he has passed away. Rest in power, rest in peace. Um, Before I told, well, well, no, when I told Anna about this uh, decision that I was going to more so talk about him and give more of a recommendation of songs of his, Anna made sure to remind me that, of course, want to be respectful of any listeners who may negatively look at him because of past instances that he's engaged in that were part of the issues that he kind of encompassed when it comes to mental health, substance use, and so forth. And I was like, yeah, I agree. And then I thought about it and said, I agree, but at the same time, I'm not going to, I'm not going to vilify him. I'm not going to put him on a pedestal. As far as the work that we do as clinicians, a lot of what we have to do embodies not necessarily meeting in the middle with a lot of our clients. Sometimes it just means that we are opening up ourselves and incorporating a little piece of what that person has gone through into our work, into our sense of empathy so that we can connect with them in order to enact change. 
So that's something that I will always encompass as a therapist. It's crazy how I remember being in grad school and our professors asking us, what are the populations you think you won't work with? And it's easy to give an easy answer to that, you know, like rapists, uh, predators, child molesters. I've worked with all all of those populations. I've worked with all of those populations, except serial killers. But you know what? You don't know. You don't know. I don't know. And if anyone has worked with them, it's probably been me. Or potential serial killers. Yeah. Yeah. I've probably worked with both, honestly. I've worked with everybody. (laughs) And it's crazy because... The only answer I could give was racist. (laughs) And even then, I've still been able to work with racists, too. It took some time, but again, it's about taking that little bit of their humanity and realizing that a lot of what they have experienced and gone through has to do with a lot of pain, a lot of trauma. And again, I'm not going to vilify him, but at the same time, I'm not putting him on a pedestal. DMX is DMX to me. He is Darkman X. He is Earl Simmons. He is X. He is one of the Rough Rider originals. He is the man that single-handedly brought back Def Jam from the brink of oblivion. And as such, personally, I believe that he should be honored just for the simple fact that this man has passed away. And when it comes to my values, even if it's somebody who has done me wrong, I'm not going to disparage them the day or two days after they've died. I'm not going to disparage them periodically. Period. Period. (laughs) I'm always about holding myself and people accountable. In this case, I'm going to honor the man for what he contributed, music, and he contributed a lot of fucking good-ass music. One of my favorite songs of his, Slippin', man, have you ever heard Slippin' before? I don't know. If um, I've heard it, I'd have to hear it and then be like... I'll play it for you after this, but um, Slippin' in itself talks about what it is like to hit rock bottom and want to climb back up so that you can do better for your life. And... That song in itself, I think, encompasses who DMX was. He never shied away from presenting himself for who he was. Somebody who had a lot of different anguishes, a lot of different difficulties that he faced in his life, a lot of different inner demons. And even still, he always tried to work towards being a better person. And that's something that I didn't even realize about him until... Recently, when there'll be certain songs that I like of his that really, really would speak to me spiritually, I guess I'll say with the air quotes, because it really encompasses, again, like what I try to enact as myself, as a person, as a man, as a therapist, that no matter what happens in life, I want to continue to pick myself up. Not by my bootstraps, because that's the blue man collar. That's the blue collar, like, rhetoric. Like, pick yourself up by your bootstraps and continue working. I believe in that, but I also believe that I'm going to pick myself up. And if I need to work or can work, I'll continue doing so. Now, without taking a break and resting, restoring my spirit. And Self-care. Yeah. And that is what that song encompassed to me. Um, Of course, there's the Rough Riders anthem. Who doesn't love that? That's going (laughs) to give it to you. Who doesn't love that? Party up. Who doesn't love that? Um, Damien, hilarious song, where he essentially talks about, like, this dark spirit that is in him, like, Eminem has Slim Shady, he has Damien, and eh, he was just, he was just a fucking character, a really great character who made you feel as if when you listened to him, you were the toughest, hardest motherfucker, and you had confidence out the asshole, 
And then at the same time, you could demonstrate vulnerability and talk about what you're going through and still feel empowered by doing so because you're relinquishing that which has control over you, which is your past. So rest in peace, Darkman X. That's all I got to say. Yeah. I think you said it well. All right. Yay. All right. So we are at the end of our pod. You, of course, can find us on all of the major platform streaming sites. Apple Music. No, Apple Podcasts. Keep forgetting that that's the name. Apple Podcasts, Matt. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, um, Acast. Thank you for hosting our content. And all the other places that I'm not thinking of, except SoundCloud, because you have to manually upload that, and I don't want to do all that. Although we probably could. We maybe might get more viewers like that. Or listeners. SoundCloud? Yeah. We check it out. Oh, yeah. And check us out on Instagram, uh, Facebook. Facebook, we're getting quite a bit of a following. We got, uh, I think, a little over 100 followers. Mm-hmm. Um, our page likes are going up. Yeah. Um, I'm happy about that. Instagram, we still still a little, still a little s- small there. So, listeners, you know, give us a <laughs> give us a like on Instagram, give us a follow on Instagram. That'd be a sweet trying gonna, to build up that. I'm gonna be honest. I think it won't. I think it'll take at least two years before we really start popping on social media, and that's okay. No, I'm gonna try, Matt. I'm gonna try to make it happen faster. Anyway, you know what? Because everyone, I did a little video. Everybody liked that. Yeah. Do like uh, I can start posting more content on Instagram if that's what the people want. If that's what the people want. I'll make it happen. Um, so follow us on there and uh remember our next episode we are planning on doing our artist uh interview episode it's gonna be cool yes it's gonna be country yeah country folk singer songwriter you know what let's let him identify his genre maybe he doesn't identify with a specific genre some artists don't um so I don't want to speak for the man, but uh, it'll be it'll be new. It's gonna be fun. Yeah. I think it's gonna be fun because we it'll be a contrast. We just did hip hop. We do something new. Um, I am super curious about uh, just um, his thoughts about how mental health is talked about in uh, his his genre of music. Because um, I, I, I think he's been in. Uh, He's performed in, in Nashville, and I just want to learn more about that vibe, too. Like, yeah. what is that like? Um, There's just a lot I feel like we can learn. So, okay. all um, right. Shout out to our sponsor, TBD Coffee. Yes. Hopefully, if you're also a sponsor looking to align yourselves with our podcast, hit us up on the Instagram page or the Facebook page. You can message I don't think we do. We have I don't no. We don't have a specific email just yet, so maybe we'll get that set up. I'll work on it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anything else you want to say to the listeners before we end today? No, just thank you, thank you for uh, listening so far, Fox, and we are looking forward to bringing you more content, and we are looking forward to our next episode. Yes. Thank you guys again for listening. Again, do not judge me or judge us for our foul language and talk of past substance use. Again. We are only human. Celine. <laughs> wow, Matt. Matt, they do not, they do not care about your... your I'm, just, I'm just speaking to the future clients who go like, wow, this guy's lived. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> we'll see. If I, get, if I swear, if I get more referrals, 
because of that one statement. I was I like, yeah, myself. I want Matt to be my therapist because, like, he, 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 like, knows Lane. He gets it. He gets he, it. He won't hold me accountable because, you know, yeah, fuck that. I'm going to hold your ass accountable. Sorry. Not sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. Uh, we'll see you guys next time. See ya. Not questioning it. We will see you next time. Bye.